Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. With Conan Nitro. Everybody, welcome, 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 welcome. Protonic reversal. It is another Thursday, and I am here with you. Bring us some rocking. Bring us some rolling. We're gonna do a whole lot of fighting and loving. Perhaps we'll see. Got a great show today. We're going to be having, in the second hour, Mr. Bradley R. Weisenberger from the Book Burners. Rock Band 22. He's going to talk a little bit about the reissue of the 22 discography. Should be pretty interesting times. Book burners are an interesting band too. That should be a good conversation. I'm looking forward to it. It's overall a very entertaining, interesting, wonderful individual. I'm gonna tell you this, people, you're in for a treat. We're gonna cover a lot of material. We're gonna play a lot of songs. I think it should be a pretty good time. That, 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 that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, frankly. Heck of a week. Heck of a week. The song you're hearing is Ozark Bowtie by the band Tilts. Great, great band. You can find more of their stuff on tilts.bandcamp.com. This is off of their first record, which is self-titled. They have a second record that is coming out in the process, coming out, etc., them cuatro, cuatro hombres. Obvious nod to 
the excellent ZZ Top, Tres Hombres. Andrew is a former guest of the show. His day job, his day job is being the guitar player in Torch. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, what do we have here? Why don't we play some Marnie Stern? Yeah, yeah, thank you. that's a good call. Uh, this is a song called You Don't Turn Down.
Rutabaga with Come Back Big Brother off of the most excellent, excellent album, Brother, The Lights Don't Work. Ain't it the truth? Lights are working here at Radio Valencia, as is the fan, and I don't think I need that on right now. Before that, we had Marnie Stern with You Don't Turn Down off of what I can only say is one of my favorite album titles, maybe of the last five years, and certainly one that will be hard to top, which is The Chronicles of Marnia. (laughs) Oh, it just tickles me. It just tickles me every time I hear it. Could not be more professional. Well, something's broadcasting now, isn't it? We could not be more professional here, and something is broadcasting. You are correct. You're listening to... Protonic Reversal. With me. I'm your host, Kona Neutron. As I mentioned, we've got a uh, pretty interesting show coming up. I'm really looking forward to talking to Bradley R. Weisenberger. Maybe I should ask him why, why he always uses his middle initial. Isn't that the thing that... If I remember that terrible movie with Mel Gibson, that's the thing that uh, folks that are usually carry around the Catcher in the Rye books and get up to no good with the what with the assassination and all do. Uh, I might ask him about that. I might not. I, I, good taste may win the day yet. We shall see. Oh. Mission Bingo is a little, little disappointing this morning. It's a little uh, misty here in the mission. A little drizzly if you will. So I did not see any human feces at all. There was a, a high high amount of people that, and this is a thing that I, I got to say, it's a pet peeve, that cross a street or sidewalk and don't look either direction, just sort of charge forward and out as if, uh, the way I, I liken it to is, is the old video game Paperboy, if you ever played that, where you just have children and tricycles and uh, <laughs> Tropes, if you will, old women with uh, rolling pins that would dash out in front of you and, and just jack you up in a bad way. And that's, that's kind of what was happening uh, this week with the Mission Bingo. So it, it was less bingo and more, I suppose you could say, paper boy, if you will. And that, I guess, is the pseudo weather report. It's drizzly. I should have brought a jacket. And I didn't. What a great story. Take your calls, 415-962-7979. Tell me what your favorite jacket is. (laughs) Got some some nice words on Yield Internet. DJ from Body Future saying that this show would be his choice for his morning commute if his morning commute happened at 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time. (laughs) John Hulhan switching between Protonic Reversal and Imus, of course. Protonic Reversal. I can say this. I, I'm going to say I win on music for sure. Uh, what do we got this week? So we have... There, there was a bit on Saturday Night Live, a, a musical performance by uh, Miss Annie Clark, St. Vincent, that was both controversial in an actual controversy and more controversial for a clickbaity village voice headline that suggested that well I, I, I'd liken it to the 
love me or hate me, you can't ignore me sort of mindset. And the, the point of fact is this. St. Vincent played a great, great set. Uh, or two songs, which is a set on Saturday Night Live. To a bunch of people that don't get musically challenged that much, right? And this is something that a lot of people, they didn't necessarily like, but they didn't know. So a lot of times people can confuse things that they don't know with things that they don't like. Hey, sometimes they also just don't like it. <laughs> That's a completely legitimate thing. Uh, but there, there was a... Social networking sort of became... The hive mind became aware of it. In fact, why don't, why don't we listen to a little bit to it while, while, while I'm talking about it? Just to get Once down again, to it. St. Vincent. So, the visual for this... And I'll put it into the chatterbox. It's very David Bowie, kind of David Burns. She's, she's got some affectations. But I dig it. Is it for everyone? Ah, probably not. I dug it. She's got a wild hairdo. There, there's some... You can tell that she hung out with David Byrne. <laughs> some diva moves. This is the part, <laughs> visually, you're just going to have to see this, but this is pretty great. So, a minute eight into the songs, there's just a Devo's guitar part, and then <laughs> the lights are going, and uh, Toko from Enon sort of moves forward in these little, these little steps, and Annie Clark kind of does these little steps backwards, and I gotta say, <laughs> as far as cheap visual tricks go, it's pretty cool looking.
So there you go. Imagine Dragons, it isn't. John Mayer, it's not. I, I guess that irritated some people. Uh, it's Some people seemed like they were irritated just having to hear about it. Kind of seems like a bit of a tempest in a teapot, but it, social networking, being social networking, it's a very big deal to a certain amount of people. And, you know, I, I get it. It's... I won't often throw this around, but I think St. Vincent and Annie kind of got hit a little harder with this, frankly, because she's female. And I don't throw that around a ton, but... And there was a a person on, on the internet that sort of bagged on me for my open disclosure of it, saying, full disclosure, I'm not a fan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That why does it have to be prefaced with that? And for me, it's it's because I, I just I'm not that familiar. <laughs> Flat out. Like, I don't want to act like I'm, uh, you know, some expert on something I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to speak to things that, that I know about, but I just haven't listened to St. Vincent that much. And I, I always, you know, generally kind of liked what I've heard. But that was important to me. But I, I guess something that uh, happens a lot with, with St. Vincent is that, okay, you know, people have to preface it by saying, oh, well, I'm not a fan or whatever. I don't like this. Stuff. Anyway, whatever. That's a valid point, but it, 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 it's fine. Get, get, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Period. <laughs> that, that, that's, my, that's my summation of that, which I guess is just me watching a Saturday Night Live bit and telling it to you over the radio, <laughs> which is absolutely compelling in every possible way. Uh, well, something's broadcasting now, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but something's definitely broadcasting. Let's, uh, let's hear a song and get the hell out of here. How about that? Uh, this is... Oh, hey, how about this? So I'm going to play a song by a band called Happy Fangs. Great band. They're going to be coming in... Uh, they're going to be coming in... Is it next week? No, week after that. They're going to be coming in to my show in person. And we're going to be hanging out. They're a hell of a live band. I've played them before. They're also playing the Radio Valencia Benefit Show at Bender's June 7th with Hurry Up Shotgun, another show favorite. And uh, that's going to be... It's going to be a hell of a time. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, this is a song called Lying Inside You, and it goes like this.
This is Survival Knife. I'm Justin. Meg. Brant. And you're listening, listening to Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. You're damn right you are. Yeah! That was Survival Knife. <sighs> Fell Runner. Of the excellent album Loose Power. Those dudes gave me a station ID. Oh, well, those dudes and ladies. A lady. Lady, singular. Uh, what a great band. Gotta say, if you have the chance to see Survival Knife, got to do it. Gots to! Gots to, gots to, gots to. Just good times, really, all around. Uh, two of those dudes were in Unwound. I'm gonna try to get them on the show at some point. Didn't work out uh, this go-round, but... <laughs> Former guest Ben Abraham was his graduation party, and I'm gonna say I, I probably enabled him to get sufficiently faded... <laughs> <laughs> for whatever that's worth. <laughs> uh, but he was having a good time, which which is really what counts, uh, which is, you know, the, the graduation of, hey, cool, so you're out of school now, get a job. <laughs> Before that, we had Happy Fangs with uh, Lion Inside You. Great tune. Again, they're playing June 7th at Bender's in San Francisco. It's a Radio Valencia benefit. And it's going to be a great time. Hurry Up Shotgun is playing as well. Uh, Christopher Kasugas asks if that was named after the character from Futurama. I certainly hope so. It's a great little um, like bike bike messenger, this rock and roll bar. Uh, I've, been, I've been there many a time. They have Planet of the Elder. It's good. I like Planet of the Elder. <laughs> they have good rock and roll shows there, too. And it's going to be a heck of a time. And the Radio Valencia Benefit... Gosh, I suppose this would be a good time to actually have the information in front of you. If only I had some sort of tool somewhere that I could, uh... Oh! The internet! Right! Hold on. I'm logging on. Oh, man. I can't wait for this animated picture of a naked lady to finish downloading. <laughs> so it's Bender's Bar, 806 South Van Ness Avenue, 19th Street, Saturday, June 7th. Uh, it's a $5 to $20 sliding scale. Everything goes to the station to help literally keep the lights on and you know pay for all the stuff that you need to run a radio station, which ain't cheap, folks. It ain't cheap. Uh, here's the best part. $10 gets you a beer bust wristband. All you can drink until the keg runs dry, baby. Yeah, so if you like, if you're a person that likes drinking, which I can only imagine you are, if you're listening to me, <laughs> you should absolutely, positively, without a shadow of a doubt, come out to the Radio Valencia Benefit. Uh, and it's going to be amazing. The, the Happy Fangs and Hurry Up Shotgun are two of my favorite bands going in, uh, going currently in, in the Bay. And in fact, why don't we do this? Uh, I, I was I was gonna maybe skip playing a hurry up shotgun song this time because I play them a lot. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I like them quite a bit. I'm gonna play something off of their uh, previous record, the self-titled one, aka the orange one. Uh, this is also a a jam of the highest order. This is one that, uh, we play this at the PRF Barbecue. This is called Ghost of Ursula. So it's Hurry Up Shotgun, also playing the Radio Valencia Benefit. I'll put the uh, details for this in the chatterbox. So here you go, Ghost of Ursula, Hurry Up Shotgun, bam. Oh. 
Drowned in the barrel of the fall of your history Hurry up, shotgun. I'm Adam. I'm Austin. I'm Ben. And you're, and you're listening, listening to Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Nice shot, fellas. So that was a complete divorce by Body Futures. That's off of their brand new record, 
Not even out yet. It's not even out yet, folks. Oh, I said folks again. That's another quarter in the folks jar. A brand new silhouettes is what that's called. And I'm sure they called it that just because I have a really hard time spelling the word silhouette on the first try. Jerks. Before that, we had Ghost of Ursula by Hurry Up Shotgun, who, if I haven't sufficiently flogged it enough, are playing the Radio Valencia benefit at Bender's. And that is going to be one heck of a time. Believe that. This is... Photonic Reversal. With me, Conan Neutron. Hello. Thank you for joining me. It is my firm desire to take you on a journey through the cosmos of music. The ship of the imagination. Where the only limits... Are your attention span? <laughs> Thank you for joining me. We're going to journey to some wonderful places. And I'm glad to go there with you. You can find information on all the bands. <laughs> you can find information on all the bands. <laughs> in the chatterbox on the site and the podcast details please if you like what you hear and what I hear from people at least privately and a little bit publicly is that you do check out these bands buy their records go to their shows uh, support not just local music support good music support good music I hope you guys are watching Cosmos because it is maybe the best show on television and it's incredibly subversive in its unrelenting, unabashed embrace of all things that are science and the absolute abject refusal to air equal time for people that don't believe in science. It, it's impressive and it's an entertaining show. Neil deGrasse Tyson, give me a call, man. There he is now. Wise. But if you want to call in, it's 415-962-7979. Love to hear from you. We have Bradley R. Weisenberg showing up. Showing up by phone, Skype, whatever, in about 20 minutes. That's going to be a good time. Looking forward to talking to that guy. It's a unique character. I mean that as a compliment. A lot going on with that one. <laughs> oh, what else we got? Gosh, I think we have a we have a bunch of things going on here. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we hear another song? Uh, why don't we hear? Uh, oh, B. Hamilton. This is a B. Hamilton song. There we go. Stupid as the sun. This is off the new one.
right. That's the Loyalists with the song <laughs> Gorilla with a Heart On. <laughs> Off of the uh, first of the Mohicans album that they just recently put out. Gorilla with a Heart On. That's, that's some song title, let me tell you. And before that, we had As Stupid as the Sun by B. Hamilton. Now, B. Hamilton, I'm not sure if everyone here is aware of it, but they are maybe one of the... Well, they're definitely one of the best bands in Oakland, and they're definitely one of the best bands in the Bay Area. Uh, and you can you can take that to the bank. But they are currently doing a... Um, they're, they're trying to put out the second record, and they're working on it. There's an Indiegogo campaign... I'll put a, put a link to it in the, in the chatterbox uh, here. And I got to say, I, I want to hear this new record. It sounds, it sounds, what I've heard of it, that Stupid as a Sun song is a uh, slow burner. Very uh, John Lennon-esque. I'm awesome. Uh, I, I want to hear this record, so get on that. Uh, I'm going to post a link to it. Click on that. And give them money. (laughs) Money. Makes the world go round, doesn't it? Christopher Fry, want to hear some some Minot? I can probably make that happen. Not immediately. I'll make that happen. Um, What we got here? We're going to be talking to Bradley R. Weisenberger at the top of the hour. It's going to be a good time. Let's hear, uh, let's hear a few more tunes before we before we do that. I'm gonna play a uh, a quick one. This is minutes with a stolen wallet.
All right, so that's Are You Still There, Sherry, by Rock Band 22. That is off of the excellent discography compilation sort of thing called Dead Friends, Volume 1, 2, and 3. I believe... Uh, no, actually, that's on... Uh, no, that, that's on the record. Sorry. I've... Oh, man. That is off of the record called The Patriots, which I think is a Tom Stack artwork. But let's let's find out, because on the line we have Mr. Bradley R. Weisenberger. Hello, sir. Hey, Connor. How are you doing today? Hey. Great. It's great talking to you. So, a lot of people that know you aren't necessarily familiar with Rock Band 22, and this is a band that uh, you guys you guys were around and kicking for quite some time in the in the nineties. Am, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, we formed in nineteen ninety four. Actually, uh, we actually played our first show on the day they found uh, Kurt Cobain's body in Seattle. So that was a uh, oh wow, kind of kind of a <laughs> kind of a weird day. Yeah, we actually played uh, three Nirvana songs that show. We learned um, that afternoon. We played Love Buzz. That you know. Uh, that, Shocking blue cover, um, heart shaped box, and rate me. Um, so yeah, we've been around uh, twenty years now, and uh, in that time, we managed to put out a few records and an EP, and thought we would uh, gather up the you know the remnants of our of our recorded history and put out this this kind of kind of share it with the world and kind of go through the the process of reexamining the. The myriads of material and things along those lines, right? Sorry. I'm sorry, Cohen. I lost you there for a moment. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think the, uh, I think our, our widgets were combobulating there for a minute. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you, you were just, just, I'm sure the, since this is a three-volume discography, uh, best of collection, if you will, it seems like you you probably had to go through pour th- through a lot of material. There's a lot of years that you had there, uh, right? Yeah, we went through quite a bit of material. A lot of uh... oh, boy, I keep losing you, Conan. But, yeah, uh... yeah. Sorry, we're getting some, we're getting some interference here. I'm gonna have to. I'll, I'll, I'll adjust some things. Um... Well, long story short, we went through a lot of material. Uh, and whatnot. There are 42 songs on it. The first two volumes are, you know, good quality uh, studio and live recordings. The third volume is all very, very rough demos, only for folks who really want to get into the recording and songwriting process and hear some obscure stuff. But the uh, the first couple volumes are actually some really good material and, you know, I think worthwhile and stuff for uh, fans, will, things that fans will enjoy hearing. Sure, and that's you know it, it seems like there's a, a wealth of material uh, for people to pour through, and uh, all of the stuff in the Dead Friends discography, I think it's all like a name your price sort of thing on uh, Bandcamp, where if you feel so inclined, you can kick it some dollars, but there's certainly no commerce that needs to actively occur. No, the point this wasn't to actually uh, you know have it be a profitable endeavor. It was you know. It was a fairly substantial investment in, uh, in, hmm. in gathering up the material and mastering a lot of it. But the bottom line is, if folks want it, they can go take it for free, and that's perfectly fine. 
Which, because the idea behind it is, you, you know, it's the process of going through. Because for a band that, I mean, I don't think it's disingenuous to say that you know, 22 was, it was a band that, that certainly worked hard like many other bands, but you didn't have like a large national profile or anything along those lines. No, we never uh, toured nationally and never put out a record with a, a major label. There was some, you know, sniffing around for a little while from one label in particular, but that never really went anywhere. So we were like, uh, you know, thousands of other little small fry indie bands and, um, you know, put out our records, had our um, small but fervent fan base. And I think this anthology documents that experience, you know, by proxy for a lot of bands in our situation and i hope this uh this project gives a lot of bands like ours the impetus to kind of do it yourself just and, to yeah and put it out in a similar fashion because yeah sure well and that's you know i, I think that's that's when you, when you talk about the reasons to to play music or to you know play music with people and, and make things to me it, it kind of seems like the best <laughs> the best elements of that are when you're doing something that is exciting to you and you know you obviously share it to the, with the world and if other people derive enjoyment from that that's wonderful as well but it must be interesting kind of going through going through everything you know what, what stuff did you because I, mean, I saw there's a, especially it looks like the third volume of this there <laughs> i think it's 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 the, the full disclosure that it mentions here is that terrible sounding demos and live recordings from throughout our time together. This volume exists solely for diehards, which is an un- unexpected amount of candor. I think for people that don't necessarily know you personally, but to me, it was just, I laughed when I saw that because it just sounded like something that you would absolutely say. Uh, but I, I, the full disclosure is, <laughs> I, yeah. it, it's lovely. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm for that. It, it gave me a chuckle. Yeah, good. Well, that's the idea. I want people, you know, picking that one up and expecting, you know, a bunch of Steve Albini or Greg Norman recorded songs. It's stuff that we knocked out in, you know, basements and uh, bedrooms all across the country. So there you go. So why don't we hear? Uh, why don't we hear another song from uh, Rock Band Twenty Two? Well, here's something about the first volume. Uh, I think this is Spy Rock, I believe. Yeah, it's a song from actually from 1994. We recorded in a small studio in North Liberty, Iowa, of all places, and then we remixed many years later with uh, with Greg Norman. Um, but yeah, it's a cool song and uh, representative of what we sound like back in the Roaring Nineties. All right, well here's uh, here's Spy Rock, and we'll be back with uh, Mr. Bradley R. Weisenberger in a moment.
solution to the home. You've taken frame of reference and made your way laugh and moan. This is the revolution. This is the dreaming of the scorned. This is the revolution. This is the disease that you have worn. You took the line, wrote it. You took the filth into the park. My door was always open as long as I was in the dark. This is the revolution. This is the dream. with Come Home off of the record uh, People's Songs or is it The People's Songs? I think it's just People's Songs Right, Mr. Weisenberger? People's Songs? It's just, it's just People's Songs It's named after an old uh, uh, workers you know, agitators uh, 
publication from I think the 20s or 30s. Which matches with the artwork, which definitely has a uh, sort of a workers' rights kind of agit propaganda sort of cover. Uh, looks great on the vinyl, by the way. Um, the and you can see it on the RadioValencia.fm website. Instructions type book. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a a, a worker with a, a sledgehammer hitting an anvil. There's a, the big agit propaganda sort of sun in the background. It's great. It looks it looks gorgeous in the the big the big vinyl presentation, which you can find at latestflame.com for purchase, and I believe you can also get on the book burners. Website. Now, we were talking about uh, Rock Band 22 before, of which we heard Spy Rock off of the available now Dead Friends compilation, Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. That was off Volume 1, which I believe are studio outtakes and uh, live recordings from the time that the band was in Iowa before you relocated, correct? Correct. We formed at the University of Iowa in uh, either late 93 or early 94. I was the drummer in that band, and... uh, 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 Lindsay Janopoulos plays bass, and then Brian Orchard, who also plays with uh, Bottomless Pit and like. Right, yeah, that, that's like I had forgotten about that actually. Yeah, and, and I, I remembered when I when I saw them uh, because he's a he fits that band like a like like a glove, and I'm, I'm a big fan of his of his bass playing. But I totally had forgotten that. Yeah, he's a he is the bass player for Bottomless Pit, and because you, you guys uh, 22 played with uh, Silkworm. Uh, yeah, we, we played with Silkworm on, uh, I think, three occasions. Um, we played, most notably, we played one of the uh, the final shows before Lounge Axe, a uh, legendary club in Chicago, closed down, and they invited us to join them on that bill. So that was one of the, uh, you know, that's one of the great thrills you get about being in a, a smaller indie band is you get those sort of signature shows or um you know really memorable shows that you somehow luck into just because of the fact that you were um stupid enough to put together a a, a money losing band while you were in college <laughs> oh so true yeah and and in fact if you if i i do believe you're one of the many notables and luminaries in my world anyway in the uh, couldn't you wait silkworm documentary which i highly recommend for anyone that hasn't Check that. I'm going to imagine if you're listening to this show, you probably know what that is, and you've probably already seen it. But if you haven't, you need to make the time to go see that because it's a it's a hell of a documentary about a hell of a band. Yeah, that was a cool thing to be invited to do, and a little bit of you know behind the, the scenes here. I actually shot my interview at a bar called Simon's Tavern in the Andersonville neighborhood of Chicago, and I bring it up because. That was a place where uh, Michael Dahlquist and I, the drummer in Silkworm, used to meet up. Uh, on a fairly regular basis. I was living in Idaho at the time, and my flights on Sunday nights would leave at 8 p.m. out of O'Hare in Chicago, and I would always have this built-in downtime on Sundays between, you know, you know, noon or brunch, <laughs> brunch o'clock, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, frequently call, frequently call Mikey, and we would go bend an elbow at this wonderful bar in his his then neighborhood, and so. Um, when I was asked to do the, the, the documentary interview, you know, after he died, it seemed like a pretty natural spot to go. So the film crew came there, we set up in a bar and did the did the interview and it was it was kind of special. That's really awesome. I, I, I didn't know that. I, I mean obviously I noticed that you were in a bar in the in the documentary, but it, it makes it a little more poignant knowing the knowing that backstory. And, and another thing I liked about that documentary that you can get 
which I believe it's couldn'tyouwait.com. Uh, you can purchase it direct from the from the people who made it. And there, there's also there's a lot of extras and some, some great live footage and things along those lines. And it, it's interesting to me that most of the the bands that are, that are in the documentary are, are generally all bands that, whose work I admire. And it kind of seemed like that band was definitely a, you know, the, the musician's musician sort of band, if you will. And I thought that was just a, it did a really good job of telling that story. And I enjoyed your part in it. I think you actually had a couple of the more poignant lines. Oh, great. Thank you very much. But yeah, I mean, we respect and admire that band, you know, immensely and just privileged to be friends with them. And, um, you know, just look up to them, look up to them as musicians and people. So tell me about the book burners and if you can explain the band for people that maybe are not familiar with what that band is. Sure. Uh, the book burners is a band that, uh, a man named Jason Abley and I, who was in a really wonderful group called Begin by Gathering Supplies. Uh, uh, we started in 2012. The original idea was just he and I were going to write and record this very morbid death folk music, um, uh, you know, really gallows type stuff and play it live as a two piece. And, uh, uh, you know, whatnot. Um, and that eventually morphed into something where we started writing more pop songs and a few of our friends uh, uh, came along to flesh out the, the live version. Um, the consequence of that has been there are these, oh, importantly, everybody who plays in the band lives in a different city. In fact, we're spread across three different states, two different time zones. Um, it's, I think our geographic stretch is something like six hours drive between the two farthest people so what what ends up happening is you know a couple of people at a time two people three people will break off and record things together at one of the different studios that we have or have access to um jason and i will do stuff john Taronis, the bass player and i will do stuff ike has written stuff eliza writes stuff i'll do stuff on my own jason will do stuff on his own so we end up having like these little pods that break out these it comes almost like a right songwriting like, definitely a vibe and a feel to the group as a whole sure and it seems and i think that that holds true to uh, like if you listened to the record and there are a large amount of vps there's a lot of recorded material in general but there are times it almost plays like a compilation or a mix that has a unifying thread for sure, but it's, I think it's definitely makes a lot more sense when you realize, oh, it's almost like a Voltron-like entity that can operate. Everyone operates independently, but under this larger guise. If I can use Voltron as an analogy, which I just did. Yeah, one of the motivators for it was the original concept I'm built to spill, which was going to be Doug March at the center and with this rotating cast of musicians behind him. Now, eventually, that right. goes into right. a uh, um, you know a set lineup. You know. Uh, generally speaking, for built to spill, but the idea was to you know bring in people and do different things. But that's we sort of become self-contained, but operating within that that general. Yeah, and you, so you have mindset. different, uh, like I, I believe you said pods, which sure is as good as good a term as any that uh, you have. Since you have people that are you're, you're working all in different areas, and you're, you're not going to everyone's not getting together for on Tuesday for band practice necessarily. <laughs> You know, that's not going to be a thing that's, that's uh, feasible for you. So how do you find 
ways to because to me a band is as much the greater sum of its parts and kind of a little bit of giving over of yourself to make something better how, how do you find that you like do you use technology like what what are what are what are the things that you do to kind of make the book burners work might be the better question the easiest thing to do is just to send demos back and forth and that's just a matter of you know email or dropbox or things like that uh, but generally speaking i will just send out a fairly roughly sketched demo to folks and they will learn the part right mm. parts on their own independence to come up with what they want to come up with so there's a basically a loose framework that i build or jason builds for the most part and then everybody does their own thing around that and it you know it just turns out really well yeah, and I think it's if there was one thing I was going to say about the book burners that would try try to describe it seems like there's a genuine excitement uh, from from all parties involved towards the music that maybe uh, and you know with the best bands I, I think you see that always but I think you since you guys aren't always in the same place at the same time I think that it, there's like novelty is the wrong word but there definitely seems to be a sort of carpe diem mentality when you do play together that is pretty undeniable in my, in my sometimes jaded mind <laughs> yeah there's a genuine affection between the five of us we our time is so limited together that when we do get to see each other it really is a celebration of a friendship I'm not sure yeah not to get too maudlin we don't get to see each other a whole lot and when we do we really value that time and we really attack that time and appreciate it and uh, that's always been the case because you know, we were friends before this um all started and i think that's the core of it is that there's there's a real love there between the five of us or whatever pod breaks out and we get to really express that and there's never any real rancor or discord um it's just let's do this we have a limited you know, window to get it done. So let's do as much as we can, as well as we can, as, uh, as as possible, and then move on and do the next thing. Sure, and that's you know that's that's definitely a thing that you guys do. So why don't I do this? Why don't I play? I'm gonna play another song off of uh, people's songs. This is uh, the aforementioned um, John uh, Fireman. Is this one? And, and this is a this is a different pot. I believe this is one that you when we we spoke beforehand. You mentioned that this is one that he kind of brought into the band, right? This is actually uh, Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Jason. Um, yeah, Jason wrote this one. I, I recorded the, the vocals for it, but it's, the whole band plays on this one. Okay, great. So then I'm going to go ahead and we're going to play this, and then when we come back, uh, we'll be back with uh, Mr. Bradley R. Weisenberger.
Fireman by the Bookburners off of People's Songs, which is available. Latest Flame, Latest Flame Records, latestflame.com. Hell of a label, hell of a man, Dan Hankey, that runs that label. And that is a, uh, that, that's, that's a, that's a jam. That, that's almost the, the more Minutemen-esque side of the book burners, if, if, I, <laughs> if I could be so bold. And uh, yeah. I... I, it, it's good because, like, like I believe I said earlier, it's, it's, it plays like a comp tape, and I, I, I dig that. I, I dig that about the band. It's it's, it's interesting. It keeps keeps you guessing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, how do you guys uh, how do you guys hold with uh, different different influences and stuff playing in? Because you have a lot of people writing a lot of different songs, and uh, you know, how, how does it go through the book burners meat grinder? Like, what, what does that what does that process look like? There's no real meat grinder. If someone brings an idea, it generally emerges fully formed with, um, it might be some editing, but it, it really relies upon everybody's uh, individual playing to give it a, a band character. Like Things don't really get chopped up and reassembled all that much. Um, Jason and I might do a bit of that between us, but as a band, we don't really do that too much. So we just, you know, people have the freedom to explore whatever, um, whatever they want to explore in the song, and that's how things end up sounding. I think fairly, fairly cool. Well, it certainly it sounds, and I, I would like to point out that for me, Bookburners are definitely a band that, like, you guys are very much of your time. Like, it's it's very clear to me that you know you're all folks that have, that have played in other bands and done other things and this is definitely something like I said you know the the, the joy of what of what you're doing shows through but I I don't not sure like I think it would be a very different band if you guys weren't operating in you know the year you know 2014 2013 etc and I think that's that's interesting because I mean for me it, it's sort of like we're kind of, it's almost like the dawning of a new era if you will, of a way to create. And that, that's something that seems like you've experienced a creative renaissance in the past couple of years, because in 22, you play drums in that band. You weren't the front man necessarily, right? So, so what, what brought you to being such a prolific songwriter and saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this band together and do this thing? What, what brought you to that? Jason, it was meeting Jason, the guitarist. Um, he was doing a lot of stuff on his own too. Uh, he's a big Frogs fan, and so um, if anybody's familiar with the Frogs, you know how prolific they are. Oh yeah. And I've always, always, I've always been uh, big fans of Guided by Voices and REM, both of which are prolific as well. So when, when you know us as two drummers decided to start playing together, it just became this natural. I want to say it was competitive, but there was just healthy enthusiasm just for cranking out a, a lot of material. And at the time, I was going through some pretty heavy personal stuff and had a pretty deep well to draw from. And a lot of that ended up on the people song. Sure, sure. Okay. And uh, I think that's a... Emotion. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that ended up on people songs in terms of the emotional uh, content. But so um, it's just something where it's path yep, and logical for me I sit in front of a keyboard and write songs and record demos and I have I have hundreds and hundreds that will never see the light of day but that's how it goes sure and that's you know I, I think <laughs> well and it's interesting because 
Yeah, and, I, and so right now, and I think this is an interesting exercise. I, I'm looking at the the Bookburners Bandcamp page, of which uh, we mentioned earlier that the the 22 discography, uh, the um, anthology, if you will, is a pay what you want download. But you, you guys are very, very much of the giving it away. Necessary. Like, you know, if you want to pay money for it, cool, but here it is. Lis- listening to it is, is the goal. Am I correct in saying that? For 22? Uh, for uh, for book burners as well. For for the EPs I'm speaking of. Everything but, but people's songs. Because there's a lot of EPs here. Yeah, uh, the EPs are always free. We, we, don't, we don't even give, make it an option for people to pay for it. So, for instance, we have Revolver, Join the Triumph of Disguise... All the Devils Are Here, Wisconsin, Valvoline and Vaseline, Glory to the Newborn King, American Celebrities, State, fight, state, state Fair Fight Songs, The Truth Shall Set You Free, Intimidation, Heart Be Still, Christianity, Snow White, A Tournament of Lies, and Hold My Hand and You Won't Fall Down. Right? Is that... <laughs> I didn't mention the demos or the, or the record in there, but that is a staggering amount of product that's that's out there and, and in the world. So what's what's the impetus behind releasing these each as their own piece? Well, uh, not to get too like lame, but uh, the idea behind the banding of book burners was there was a lot going on in my life and Jason's life at the time, and this became a form of therapy where we were... Sure. Going sure. to memorialize it in the form of song, and then consider that shelved, or you know, as we put it, that the book was burned and it was done behind us. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the the, the sort of uh, hack interview question of uh, the band name in this case actually holds true. That that would that, that kind of has an important aspect to the band. Yeah, there are also. I mean, there's a gross Teutonic angle to it too, because my last name is Weissenberger, which is German, and book burning was a favorite activity of the national socialist party during its heyday in germany so there's a play upon that to sort of take that name back from the you know the brown shirts who did so much damage and it was, oh sorry that was that was me that was highly that's, unprofessional it's funny <laughs> it's funny we mentioned nazis and then the microsoft <laughs> i'm sorry did somebody say nazis yeah exactly right <laughs> Just to quickly get back on point, and then book burning is also a in a prominent motif in the career of REM, and that I'm a you know REM disciple, as everyone knows. So I well, stole something from them, and that's uh yeah, and, and the REM sort of looms large uh, with you and and the book burners as well, and and often a touch point I've often mentioned for people that are unfamiliar with the book burners catalog is that I, I mentioned REM, but I'm, I'm quick to point out that it's the the early. Uh, REM that you guys remind me of when they were, you know, a band that, you know, toured with the Minutemen and, and things along those lines. And I, I think that that's an important distinction because that's an REM that, you know, pe- people remember, you know, whatever, Losing My Religion and Shiny Happy People, and which, which, which fine, you know, some of the songs are, are are very solid, don't don't get me wrong, but I think it's interesting that I can't think of another band off the top of my head that I can I can really say Yes, those guys remind me of R.A.M. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of they. Right, they it, give rise to a lot of that. Are curious. It's funny 
that you mentioned, you know, their later work as things like Losing My Religion off of a record, which is now 23 years old. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. And, and you know, to, to be honest, they put out a couple of records in the 2000s that I like as much as or more than um, things during their early Warner Brothers years or even eh, arguably some of the IRS records. They're, they have a record from 2008 called Accelerate, which I think is fantastic. And their last record in 2011, Collapse and Out, I think is fantastic. So I steal from those records as much as I steal from things like, you know, Reckoning from 84 or Document from 87. So uh, I'm an across-the-board REM fan. And while I recognize the focus on their earlier history, I'm in. I'm in all, all the way. Well, and it's because, uh, yeah, because you're even... Well, I'm insane, Conan. I'm insane. <laughs> All space, space. You definitely fly the flag, and I think that's. Uh, <laughs> it, it's an interesting. It's made me kind of want to examine some of the, uh, some of the material a little more closely that maybe I. I, I didn't give it much credence to at the time, uh, but yeah, you're you're even a fan of the stuff after Bill Berry left, right? With which is the uh, who was the the drummer from you know eighty, 80 to ninety seven, I believe. Yeah, they put out uh, I want to say five records after he left. Um, two of which are great, um, two of which are excellent, and one of which is the worst record, not only in their career, but I think one of the worst records I've ever heard all around this time. <laughs> It's dreadful. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not mincing words about it. So uh, <laughs> that's a, that's that's an important distinction. It's uh, funny. I saw I saw REM play live before a lot of my friends were actually born. I saw them in '86. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so, and you even have a, there's like an REM. Let's uh, talk about that. Uh... Yeah, I was just I was just segueing actually that uh, you even have. There's a, an REM tribute thing that you're doing at, for PRF Barbecue, right? Uh, in it's Chicago. A, yeah, it's it's a sort of... Um, I wouldn't say it's PRF Barbecue. It's a, it's a show um, loosely affiliated with it, but that will be the Wednesday night before things kick off in Chicago at a excellent little cafe called Kitchen Sink. Um, sure. Which is by our friend... Jeff Fox. Jeff Fox, yep. So uh, I actually sing the songs of R.E.M. along with three really, really cool fellow R.E.M. lunatics in that band. So we'll have some fun with that. That's awesome. And uh, that's it seems like that's an interesting way to kind of um, <laughs> take that fandom and, and, and put it towards... I mean, you're not going to see R.E.M. anymore. So that's, you know, if, if, if a person that's into that kind of thing, hey, it looks like you you hit jackpot for that. And, and the PRF Barbecue... For and people that are Bay Area folks here, people, we just had a great one out here. But it is a the mothership is absolutely the one in Chicago, and I'd, I'd like you if you can to speak a little bit to that for people that maybe don't have the context of what that means or what those words are, <laughs> what kind of show this is. Uh. You want me to describe the barbecue generally? Yeah, just uh, pretend like you're, you're you're talking to someone that's an enthusiastic music fan but doesn't know what any of that is. Okay, uh, it's a it's a an event curated and largely attended by folks who are denizens of or somehow affiliated with um, Steve Albini's Electrical Audio Recording Studio and the 
uh, internet discussion forum that's built up around that. Um, a lot of like really, really decent, hard mm. working have become peers and have decided, you know, once a year to put together this really mind blowing event in Chicago where they their bands play it. Um, we'll bring in some other bands um, that we like and admire to to play with us. And, you know, we have great food, great vibes. This usually goes on for three or four days. And it's just the coolest, the coolest thing. It's what every, everything I would have imagined a community of musicians and artists and friends could have been when I first started playing, started playing rock music. Um, it's like the purest expression of punk and community that I can that I can really imagine and the great thing is it's music across all spectrums and you'll hear a solo cellist at one hand then you'll hear a you know a blistering uh, punk band then you'll hear a you know a mathy band with uh, keyboards and no vocals or something it's it's all it's the it's, best kind of all really, over the place <laughs> I think it's a good way to put yeah. it <laughs> yeah and that's, you know, and it's something that it, for me is very difficult to talk about without sounding cult-like, <laughs> but it, it's definitely something that it's special and, and unique and, you know, it's a hell of a time. And I, I'm, this is in Chicago, so, uh, you know, people, I, I'm, I'm looking right now, people are listening from all over, so if you are in, someone that's in the, in the Midwest, uh, it's uh, June, Wednesday, June 18th to the 22nd. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is to steer people toward uh, the website, which is prfbbq.com. There's good information there and all, you know, contact information is available for folks who have questions. But, you know, everybody who's, you know, if you're not a jerk, you're welcome. That's kind of the way we look at it. It's a good, good way to look at it. Uh, so, yeah, and... You know, it's it's a thing that it's not necessarily just one, as you mentioned, one uh, genre of music. It's not one, you know, series of people that that all hang out together. It's a it's a worldwide thing, and it, it is something that to, to me is sort of like the ultimate expression of of whatever punk rock is supposed to be. Where punk rock is the lifestyle, not necessarily the musical genre. And I think that's a I think that's worthy, and I think that's something that you know needs to be held on to. Yeah, punk for me was never a sneer and you know uh, pins to the jacket and a mohawk. It was not being told what to do. It was doing things absolutely on your own without having to answer to anyone. And this is the ultimate expression of that. We answer to no one. We do exactly what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it. I like it. And, yeah, for anybody that uh, was attended, of which there were, there were many that attended the West Coast PRF barbecue, it's exactly the same sort of feeling where any person you talk to uh, that is, whether they're an attendee or not, is somebody that is utterly fantastic in every way, very smart and doing amazing things. And that's the only place I can think of where that happens. So, hey, sounds okay. <laughs> All right, so this is Bradley R. Weisenberger. Uh, I think we're going to play you out here. We're going to play a song off of the Bookburners EP, Heart Be Still. This is, a, this is a, I, th- I think, a, a very interesting tune, and th- there's a great story behind it that I, that I hope you'll retell now. 
Uh, the song is called "You Won't Hold My Hand When I Die." How did this song come to be? Oh, okay. yeah, this is a this is a pretty sad song. It, it documents something that I think is not exactly particularly mysterious um, the subject matter, but. Uh, the way it came to be was Jason wrote a nice, beautiful little guitar piece. I said, oh, I think I have something for that. And it like you do. Was, <laughs> we're going to play the Sunday of the PRF barbecue. And so we, we practiced that Saturday. And Jason and I stuck around a little bit after that practice, just the two of us to, we worked up something. And I had this, you know, lyrical construct, whatever. So we worked on it. And uh, we said, hey, that's pretty great why don't we uh won't play that tomorrow at the barbecue like, okay so <laughs> we write the song on saturday decide to play it the next day at the barbecue which is you know, <laughs> kind of how we, how we ambitious <laughs> but, but what, was, what was great and fortuitous was we went up to a, a a friend's recording studio to meet up with somebody after we had written the song that friend who was supposed to be there recording was late and was going to be late so we said hey can we just pop in the studio for you know, 15 minutes or so to um, capture this demo. And they said, yeah, absolutely, go ahead. So we went down there with my friggin' iPhone, um, borrowed a borrowed an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Like gorilla style almost. The version that you're going to hear. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to hear an iPhone recording here that we, <laughs> we didn't doctor up at all. It just it captured the moment perfectly. It's, you know, it's penetratingly sad to hear, but it's, you know, it's an expression of a very real very real moment and you know i had a had a good man and a good band back me up on this one so that's a win for me sounds like it so the, just just to be clear you're recording with an iphone in a, a professional grade studio <laughs> like while you're waiting for your buddy right <laughs> that's exactly right I, fantastic <laughs> that's awesome there's a, little more this, there's a little more of the story but i don't want to i don't want to name drop so we will uh, we'll leave it at that sure sure okay uh Hey, Bradley, this, is, this has been wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Conan, uh, you have a great show. Um, really appreciate the time, and uh, talk to you soon, brother. All right, man. Take care. This is uh, You Won't Hold My Hand When I Die by the Bookburners. Now it is.
Iblis. It's by uh, it's by a band called Bottomless Pit. Great band. Uh, Shade Perennial is the name of, of that record. You can find that. Comedy Minus One. What a good, what a fun time. What a good show. If I, if I do say so myself. I can't say that. What am I... Uh, what am I saying? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, well, something's broadcasting now, isn't it? Soon it won't be. Hi, my name's Conan. You've been listening to... Uh, Protonic Reversal. Thank you, Bradley R. Weisenberger, for being my guest today. Hope you enjoyed the music. Hope you enjoyed the talk. RadioNeutron.com. This is Radio Valencia. The show is on Facebook if you feel so inclined. Thanks for listening. Coming up next week, Melissa Dale Neal of Dark Beach. Valencia Benefit, June 7th. Come out. You guys are great. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. Take care. This is America and all the ships at sea. Anyone within the sound of my voice. I've got 50,000 watts of power. Electricity. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128, dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
Welcome to my top ten. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. If there's no one there to receive It's the end of radio As we come to the close of our broadcast day Radio. 